so it was just that and and saying okay let's make it better let's make it better let's make it better um and there were so many things that failed and i was like okay cool now time to try something new welcome back to invest in yourself the digital entrepreneur podcast i am of course your host with the most feel better and today i am so excited we have Haley Kalani, the innovative content coach. Now, what that means is she works with business owners, teams, solopreneurs, freelancers to cre- to create engaging content for their brand. And we talk about so much how to become an out of the box thinker and how she solved that problem for her and get and helps her get motivated for her day. So, I'm really excited for you guys to listen. So I'm going to be quiet now and we're just going to listen to Haley. Could you imagine if I just said no? <laughs> <laughs> no! Screw you! You're recording and that's the end of it. And I'll be like, uh, okay. Why, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> uh, that's better. Awesome. Okay. Now, it's a very simple podcast, free-flowing. Uh, I give you like five minutes at the end as a thank you to promote yourself or products or whatever you serve um yeah so first question is who are you i am Haley kalani and oh my gosh that's such a big question like who am i i could yeah. go pretty existential with this uh <laughs> but really <laughs> let's, let's keep it like less yeah. existential and more business oriented how about that <laughs> yeah So I am a content coach, which is just like a weird title for what I do, which is helping mission-driven professionals with their content marketing. And I take a really creative thinking out of the box, sort of honing your adaptability approach into the way that I coach my clients. And so typically they're like business owners, freelancers, solopreneurs, and we are going through their branding process, their content marketing process, and really crafting what they have as visions and values and all of them as an authentic company or being or person Mm -hmm. and putting that and packaging that into some beautiful content to reach the right eyes and the right ears. That is damn, that's good. (laughs) That's Thank that's you. amazing. No, it's it's because there's a lot of that's coming. Like businesses need this because that's our generation grew up with content creation. So we need that in our lives, and businesses need to know that's the way it's going. Soon it's all going to be vertical integration, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, we're our generation is going to start building that to the next generation and further on. So we're at, you're at the forefront. Yeah, dude, leading the charge. You are. That's amazing. And I, first off, the fact that you're a female entrepreneur yourself, like, you know, you're kicking down that door by yourself because you don't see a lot of female entrepreneurs out there, unfortunately. Luckily, I've had like, I think you are like my fifth or sixth female entrepreneur on the show. So Mm -hmm. I'm really happy about that because I love seeing females like kicking down doors and taking names because it's enough of the men dominating. Um, we, we've had our run yeah. <laughs> uh, for a few thousand years, I think. <laughs> Maybe it's time to hand over and see what you just guys can a, do. Yeah, just a little bit of like feminine energy in there and balance yeah. things out, you know. Yeah, it's great. Um, so how did you get started into the like content coaching and content creation coaching? Yeah, it was a little bit wild. I didn't really ever think that I would be 
a quote unquote business owner or entrepreneur or like anything, or that I would ever be in the marketing and business space. Mm -hmm. When I was young, I just knew that I really had a large curiosity about life and the world and people. And I was also really creative. So I loved, loved, loved art activities. I loved making movies and playing around with cameras and technology. And so that carried me through into, you know, high school where I was obsessed with music. I had always been obsessed with music, but I actually took action. So I played on a couple of stages with just some cover bands as in middle school, high school. I had a friend who was a phenomenal singer. And so we played on a couple of stages and I was like, you know what? I don't think that being on stage is really my thing. I'm pretty introverted. And then I fell in love with audio engineering, which is like the back end of music. So I got super sucked into that and I decided that's what I'm going to do with my life. So I went to a recording studio. They had an education program there. I took it. I graduated. They hired me and it was an incredible experience. So I met amazing, amazing, amazing artists and producers and engineers and mixers and masters and all of these people who were kind of struggling to make money off of their skill and I'm like, that sucks and me included too I was like this sucks so I stumbled across a mentor and her name's Laura she was a you know owned an entertainment company she was a music lawyer she knew a lot about the business side of things and so she took me under her wing and showed me the path of entrepreneurship and being like hey you can monetize the skills that you have I was like, no way. So I (laughs) ran down that hole real quick and really just first started off testing the waters, figuring out what I wanted to do. And so I actually started social media management for people, which was Mm. bands at the time, because that's what I was integrated in the music industry. And I had a good time and I loved working for myself, um, but I hit a wall and I was stuck and I was really frustrated. And I couldn't really figure out why. And then eventually it hit me. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not in charge of the idea process. The thing that happens before you post the content. Yeah. I want to have, I want to have my toes in that. Uh, so when I did, I sort of made a pivot. I was like, I'm just going to coach people on how to be really creative, how to think outside of the box, how to create really fucking good content, whether it's emotional or whether it's funny, whatever so that they can get their message out and impact more people. And when I did that COVID hit, like it threw down the sledgehammer. Oh, I lost. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a fairly recent pivot and I like lost all my clients. It was crazy for a couple of months. I was like, Oh shit. What <laughs> am I going to do? But then you know, I just got really clear. I did a lot of internal work and then brainstorming and like, Haley, just figure it out. Because in the back of my mind, I said, no, I'm not going to go back to working a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to allow that to happen. Uh, And thankfully it didn't. And that's where I'm at now. I feel great. I love helping my clients um, and things are getting better every day. That's, that's freaking amazing and awe-inspiring. Like you, you took one of the worst years, you know, and you were like, F you, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm kicking down the door and I'm making it my year. And now you're probably starting 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 off with like a bigger bang. And you're like, 
the 2021 will be a small year. It's only up from here. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, I love it because I made the decision. Um, my birthday last year in November, I made the decision. I'm going to be fully self-employed by my birthday, 2021. I was like, I'm doing it. So, and the first four days, like first couple days of January have been like nonstop. My phone's been blowing up and I'm like, I'm not technically even a business yet. <laughs> like, oh my God. And like, I've like you, I've tested the water and I'm like, okay, I'll do this for free. Like just show you what I can do. And like from the free, I've now like, I have a full digital marketing side. I have a full customer service side that I'm offering to a certain customer. And I'm handling the launch of two new businesses that I've never done in my life before. Like I'm completely out of my element. And I'm like, but I got this. Yes, hell yes, Bill. (laughs) I'm like, I got this. Like they're paying me to do the work that they can't do because a business owner has to concentrate on their business. Like if they're good at marketing, great, but they may not know the fundamentals of business. And then you're like, okay, I have to teach you this. And like, so for me, I've decided I'm going to be a boutique business. What is it that you need? I'll do that for you. That's what I am. Like, and then I'll just spin a business out, out of it and hire people to do that business for me. Like Gary Vaynerchuk does. Yes. <laughs> you know, Thinking smart, baby. Yeah. You got to think the small and the macro at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, but like, it's amazing how like our generation, I, I've talked to, God, I think I've talked to about a dozen entrepreneurs in like the millennial age, you know, like from young as 20, I had a 20 year old who runs a six figure affiliate business. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's 20 and I've gotten people up to like in their sixties, right? All entrepreneurial, but the majority of them have started like in their twenties and that, and it's like amazing to see people our age, you know, I'm probably on the older end, but like <laughs> people are like my age starting and being, seeing their creativity and not hearing the, you know, Oh, you're a starving artist now. No, no artist can be a starving artist anymore. Cause you got the internet. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. I think it's so cool that people at younger and younger ages are just jumping on the, you know what, I'm going to say, fuck it and follow my passion train. I'm like, hell yes, do it, do it. I will be a cheerleader for anybody that's down to do that and have fun and impact lives along the way. Yeah. That's what I think we're seeing a lot of, because we grew up in like the really hard nineties and the two thousands where it was like all greed, 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 and you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to have money to be able to start a business. And now we're seeing like, like Mr. Beasts and, you know, like the, who's uh, the big guy in the, uh, fat, uh, the fa- makeup. Oh man. There's I, so many. I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not sure. All, uh, not Oliver. Anyways. Yeah. Jamie, something <laughs> or, like everybody, everybody's yelling at us right now going, it's this person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like you see someone like binging with Bavish, you know, like all these people who out of nowhere have started something small with just their phone. And now they're like multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, like it's insane. And mm-hmm. like, they need support and we, you offer that support because you're offered for the content creators, I presume, as well as the businesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's crazy too. It's like not to get all cheesy, but anything's possible. If you want to do it, it's do so it. true. It's so <laughs> true. Like 
you hear like I I heard it like oh it's it, you can be whatever you want when you grow older, but <laughs> you have this you have this barricade this barricade this barricade and then it's like okay so I can only be a nine to fiver is what you're telling me mm-hmm. I can't really be an astronaut like your bio that you sent me was you wanted to be an astronaut when you were younger so I'm like I kind of wanted to be an astronaut now it's gonna be cooler now like old back then it was like you could die now it's like. It's pretty safe. We got you up and down. It's just a lot of money now. So it's like, okay, I just need to make money now to get to space. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, so you got started because uh, you wanted to quit the social, the nine to five. You started doing the social media management. Then you realized, no, I got, got to pivot. So you pivoted over into like the whole creation process. Plus, I'm guessing a bit of social management explanation and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit, that's insane. But what, what did you do to say, F, fuck COVID, I'm going for it? Like what, where was the, 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 the initial spark that got you over the hump of negativity, if you will? I think it was being really intentional on what I wanted out of all of this, uh, which I think is pretty much essential to anybody thinking about following their passion, which is like, okay, why? Well, like how far can I take this and why do I want to take it that far? And for me, it was living a life of freedom. And for me, that means, you know, a tiny house in the buttfuck of nowhere. But for somebody else, it could mean like time to crochet for four hours a day. It doesn't matter. But for me, it was, it was following that why and getting really clear on what that was and also getting really clear on how my work aligned with that why. Because if I just decided to do what I see other people do, which is maybe like a group coaching program or, you know, X, Y, Z for so many options about content and coaching and consulting and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what, how do I build something that's going to not leave me drained at the end of the day? How do I build something that's going to impact people, but is also not going to run me into the ground because of burnout? Something that I don't have to hustle to do, but I still get shit done every day. How do I do that? And so it was a constant trial and error of just like, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be there in the way that, you know, if we put perfection as the top which isn't yeah exactly i hate perfection yeah so it was just that and and saying okay let's make it better let's make it better let's make it better um and there were so many things that failed and i was like okay cool now time to try something new and uh it has been a wild ride but i don't regret it i don't regret any of it no i I bet your failures probably taught you more than your successes mm-hmm. and which is great because you're like, okay, I know this doesn't work. So let's try this. <laughs> and it, you just, you keep going. Cause it, you're being creative. You, you have that, the brain power to go, okay, I, that's not working. What can work? What, thinking outside that box, as you said, cause I think everybody was trying to get that template to be that life was good. Cause back in the fifties and all that. So I studied sociology and anthropology and university and that. So I look at things from business as well as from that kind of aspect. And I remember like, everybody was like, okay, you get a job at a bank or you get a job at a, as a lawyer or you get a job as a doctor and you're set for life. 
50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Not so much today because we saw our parents, they went down that route and they were like grinding it out at the nine to five and no one enjoyed that time. No one. And then you see the, like, you're like, okay, we get into the workplace. We're like, okay, time to work the nine to five. And it, we're not getting the houses. We're not getting the, and we're getting told, Hey, it was easy. We did it. Why can't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not getting like the vacation. You're not getting the just time to chill and do nothing. If you want, there's, there's so much restriction and limitation. And don't get me wrong. There's people who have nine to five jobs and absolutely love it. And they are doing important things, but a vast majority of those people don't want to be doing it. No. And I was like, okay, well, you're taken away every single day to your deathbed, not to get a little too dark or anything. Oh, no. Fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah. So make your time that you have today or tomorrow or this year or five years from now really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's, I think because people were told like, you can't follow your passion because if you follow your passion, you'll never make money. And then they told us, follow your passion, but really you can't because you can't make money. But now we're, people are proving to us and our parents like, no, it's possible because mm -hmm. hundreds of people are doing it. And so you do have that switch. You do have the nine to fivers that love what they do. And like, heck, if you love what you do, great. You're make, you're living the dream in essence. You're living mm -hmm. everybody's dream, being able to do what you love while you work. Whereas there's other people who are like, no, I don't want that grind anymore. I burnt out. Like I, I burnt out last year. Um, and had to see a psychologist. I'm still seeing a psychologist, which is great because like my mind, I feel is like on, on the Autobahn right now, it's just going and it's like, okay, calm <laughs> down. Let's pull back. <laughs> We're not there. Let's stick in the micro for now. But it's, I think, I think the burnout helped me. Like that was my click, but also talking to people, like talking with you and seeing like, oh shit, if they're doing it, then someone can, then I can do it. It's easily able to replicate because you've already done it. So I just have to follow your steps. And I think not enough people had that when we were growing up, didn't have mm -hmm. a template. And you're creating a template for anybody who wants to be a content coach. You, I've never heard of a content coach until you, you messaged me. And I was like, yes, content coach, why <laughs> not? I need a content coach. So maybe I'll hire you. I'll probably will. Um, I usually tend to hire people that I interview because why not? It's payback. Um, Best connections. Yeah, it is. Um, so if someone's starting in your line, like becoming a content creator or content coach or content, both spoken content coach, if you will, because uh, you're <laughs> customizable, what are like some three tips, like three good tips to like get your foot in the door and like start, start off being one? Yeah, I say number one is to get really clear on what you want out of being a content coach. And what I mean by that is, are you going to take a certain angle? Like, are you going to do a specific type of content? Is written your thing? Is video your thing? Is all of it? In my case, it's all of it. Are you taking an approach where you're talking about really about creativity or are you taking a more strategic approach where you're, you're more about content marketing and how you can evoke emotion in people and all of the psychographics behind it. So really figuring out what type of coach you want to be. And then moving on to tip number two, which is getting really clear on 
who you want to help. For me, that was anybody who had a mission to serve somebody else, whether it's happiness, health, wealth, whatever. So for somebody else, that might be like musicians. Somebody, it might be um, bakers. It might be anything, anything. And then once you're clear on those two things, moving on to step three, which is just like trying it out. And you can do it for free. You can network with people. I would say the biggest thing is getting on a social media platform of choice. You don't have to go ham, get every single platform that's out there and overwhelm yourself. You're going to run yourself pretty dry if you start to do that. So pick one that you feel comfortable with and start building a little bit of a presence there so that you can talk your, no, you can walk your talk and create content. And again, whatever medium is best and most satisfying for you. And so once you try it out, you do it, you network with people, you ask to collaborate, you ask to, you know, just give them stuff, give people value, then you'll start to see, okay, this is really hard. And this is really easy. How do I incorporate more of the easy stuff? And how do I make the hard stuff easier? And say, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And constantly revive your coaching process. And then constantly reviving because you're a content marketer, constantly reviving that content marketing process. <laughs> so those would be my three tips. Those are great tips because it's it's true. You need, if you're going to jump into it, you need to be clear on who you're helping because you can't be like, oh, I'm going to help a musician today and a, you know, a social media star tomorrow because they're, they need two different types of things. And before you can... Uh, hands-on but before you can start helping others you need to be able to help one person in particular which is great and then you know getting onto social media like choose Mm -hmm. a like choosing a platform that i think a lot of people like when they start listening to like entrepreneurs or people gurus or whoever they are it's like get on all the social media and just just pump out pump out when you're starting out you can't do that (laughs) you'll you'll die (laughs) There's only so much automation in the world that can help you. So you have to pick one platform, make that your platform that you're the expert on, work at it, like copy imagery or whatever it is, video. And once you're like the boss of it, then you can slowly like make little outrows to the other places because that mm-hmm. place is automated. You know what to do on that. And then you can jump to the other ones. Because yeah. I, I did that with my first podcast and I burnt out. It was too mm-hmm. much work. You know? mm-hmm. Imagine trying to do that same thing that you just described, but if you were trying to get fit, like if you just looked at somebody with six pack abs and then you decided to do like 600 sit-ups every single day for, you know, three or four weeks, I don't even think you'd be able to make it (laughs) that far. You know, it would just be really, really bad. Um, You would burn out, you would hurt yourself. And in this case, either you're going to hurt your business, you're going to hurt yourself emotionally, or you're just going to be too overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and so take it slow we're looking at all of these gurus and amazing people on social media who are at z and we're at like either a or maybe f yeah like okay take it one letter or one step at a time try some stuff out and not everything that works for gary v or works for david Meltzer or works for tony robbins is gonna work for you and so that's where to me, the, the difference between strategies and tactics and methods are like tools. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how we use the tools to build whatever we're trying to build to actually make it come true and mesh well together. 
and I, I you 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 used a very important word there. You said tools, so you you didn't use it as like social media. They're, they're tools for businesses, and you, I, I think a lot of social entrepreneurs they're forgetting that it's a tool, and they're only remember they're using it as the social media. Oh, I communicate with my daughter or my son with this. No, when you're in the business mode, it's not personal anymore. You you're you're using it to market yourself to the next level and that actually helped me get off my phone more because I set up specific times that I go on my phone to do deal with the social media, but like for emails and all that, obviously it's lighting up constantly, but it's for social media. It's, these are the regular times I go on and I do all my social media marketing at that point, unless it's for a client. So mm-hmm. that you will, uh, uh, you avoid burnout. I think if you look at more as a tool than a personal use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Making sure that you're using it as a tool. And what you said too, it actually t- made you take time away from social media. And I found the same thing happened with me when I started using it strategically and then setting out time to specifically engage with X network or, you know, specifically post a story or whatever it was. I was finding myself using social media way less for just mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's that mindless scrolling, you have to get rid of that habit. And once you get rid of that, that habit, because you're using it for a tool, you're on it specifically for a reason to reach the network or reach this artist or help this person here. After that, you're like, I don't need to be on this. I'm, I'm using it for work. Like my nine to five is I'm on the phone constantly. I hate talking on the phone. I hate taking phone calls. Like my, my family is probably the only people I will talk to on the phone. Everybody else is text. I'm like, I'm texting. Don't. (laughs) Unless it's something really, really important, life or death, text me. I can't talk on the phone because I'm on the phone all the time. And so it's, it's true, like social media, I'm on the social media all the time for personal gain. If I have to use it for work, I'm not going to enjoy myself. So if I switch the mindset, use it for to work. And if I ever get fun, go on for fun. Mm-hmm. God, you're bringing so much more knowledge. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, what is something that you found surprising about jumping into the coaching content coaching world that you didn't know beforehand? Mm, Oh man, probably a lot of things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) okay. Well, something surprising, like something that like you, you, you were really like awe inspired when something popped up to you. Hmm. I would have to say how much asking for help matters. Like it is not just a solo DIY mission. Like it's going to require some help because when starting out, I didn't know shit. And when you're starting out, you don't know shit. So I think that was the most, I would say maybe underrated thing. I guess in the grand scheme of things, when I connected the dots, it wasn't necessarily surprising. I was like, well, that makes sense. But it was definitely something that was underrated and I didn't do enough. And it's still something that I have to work on because I was like, Oh, I'm an independent woman and I'm going to do this all myself. And, you know, I'm just going to learn as I go and, you know, take these courses, but do everything by myself. And be it the, just, it didn't work. God. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize God had help. <laughs> he had the angels do most of the work. <laughs> exactly. he, came up, he was the idea, man. And gets all the credit, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's even now I'm, I, when I was doing the podcast solo, it's a lot of work 
Like you, you have a podcast on top of doing everything else you do. Like true. You must be one organized person. Oh, dude, organization is my life. I it wasn't before. Um, let me tell you that much. When I was younger, you know, yes, I liked things that were tidy and but now the transformation that I've had to personally go through, you know, I have ADD, my thoughts are everywhere. So it's usually my stuff and my calendar and my tasks are everywhere. And when I started getting super clear and super organized and just, you know, on fire with my schedule, that's really when shit changed for me as well in my business and personal life. Like I just have more time because I've prioritized my days in a certain way to do whatever I want, but I still get even more work done than I did before, which is crazy backwards, but it's magic, baby. It works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the 80, 20 rule. 80% of your work will come from 20% or 80% of your profit from 20% of your work or 80% of anything will come from the 20% you, you invest. Like you invested in learning how to organize your life better because you knew it was fucking shit before. And trust me, (laughs) I've just recently started organizing like in the last year, my whole life and everything seems like flipped. It's like brighter in my apartment, you know, my life is cutting. And now I'm learning the boundaries for dealing with people as well. Like, look, I told you to call me at this time. You didn't call me. I'm busy. I'm sorry. So I'm learning those boundaries. Those are important boundaries to learn, but yeah, it's organization is so important. And mm-hmm. as a kid, you never really learn. Like I, I was a very disorganized person as a child because create. I, I find creatives they they have a tr- trouble organizing their life because their thoughts are always going over here and ooh shiny, yeah. <laughs> the shiny the shiny aspect. So when, when there's so many great tools now to keep you on track, that like it's great. I love it. Oh my god, mm-hmm. what, what is your favorite tool to keep you on track? Mm, I just recently got so well, okay, I'll, I'll name two things because one is one I made and then one is one that Ooh. I you know paid for for the app. Um, but one is called Fabulous. It's an app in the iTunes store. And it's like a habit tracker, essentially, but I think it really helps me way more than just any average like habit tracker. This is not sponsored. I sounds like an ad, but (laughs) whatever, Uh, you know, hit hit fill up if you do want to collab. But anyway, Fabulous is awesome. Um, Really helps me organize to make sure that I'm doing like my morning routine stuff because personally, meditation, reading, journaling, that's just part of my routine that really helps Mm me. So it helps me do that. And then something that for work is really crucial to my organization is I created what I call like a progress tracker. It's just in Google Sheets. And I have, you know, a category for what I'm going to be working on, the description of it, if it's in progress, not started or done, and a due date. And the simple act of filling that out every week, for me, it's every Sunday. So the reflection of the week, I do a weekly reflection and then I schedule out everything else for the week. That process um, has been really beneficial for organization. Uh, That's amazing. Um, I'm actually thinking of starting one, but one of my clients actually has like a task tracker that she's just signed me up for. So I'm like, Oh, good. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> but, but like for the other parts of my business, it, I, I've realized like, yeah, I use Calendly to book everything. Because if I didn't have that, uh, God, the DMing back and forth, trying to figure things out. It's a nightmare. Here's my link. These are the availabilities. Pick something. Yes. 
<laughs> part of those boundaries. Yeah, setting up those boundaries. And then it's like, okay, that's done. And now it integrates with Zapier and I can just hit it up with my ca- my personal calendar. So everything's there. So I can, like you do on your f- Sunday, you do your reflection. I already have most of my week planned out. I'm like, okay, these is, now I can put in my other parts that I need to get done. So yeah, calendar is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so underrated. Yeah, my, my, it's, oh God, it's my nightmare. So my girlfriend, her calendar is a tornado and it drives me crazy she doesn't really use it but she always asks me to remember things and I'm like I I have to write it down I have to put in my calendar if I'm going to remember so if I have to do it you just do it it's your thing that you have to remember it's a whole thing that we get into but people uh I shouldn't say people when calendars are unorganized I get uh crazy i'm like how do you live like that how do you live like that like i can use a little disorder chaos in my life like i can't have everything like set in stone but the big things need to be set in stone and i work my life around that and everything's fluid like i have my task like you you have your task list for the week mm-hmm. and then you as long as by the end of the week i get them all done i'm happy what mm-hmm. day i get them done doesn't matter unless there's a due date like then it's set in stone but as long as the task is done for the week, it's, but yeah, I have to schedule, you, you end up scheduling when you're an entrepreneur, you schedule your whole life. Your whole life is either 15, 30 minute increments or else you're out to you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I first started, I, you know, I was like, cool, I'm my own boss. I'm going to make my own schedule and do whatever I want. Um, my schedule was non-existent. I didn't have one. I you know, didn't work when I felt like it and the outcome showed I didn't get where I wanted to be. Yeah. So that's one of the things that my nine to five has shown me, like you need that rigidity, but also you need flexibility. You can't be set in stone too much, like get your stuff done. But if you, one week you're like, you know what, I'm going to take the week off and go to Vegas. As long as everything's up to date, why not? You know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the freedom that I want. That's the freedom to just say, I'm going to cancel my next week and go on vacation somewhere. Ultimate but yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, like you said, it's ultimate freedom right there to do whatever you want, whenever you want and have your business just still make you money. I interviewed a guy earlier this week, an Australian guy, stock bro- a guy who made his money in stocks, but not like as a broker. He invested in dividend stocks and his dividend stocks now pretty much pay his salary. And he has, he has other businesses that he works, but he's like, my dividend stocks pretty much made me a millionaire. They're working while I do nothing. <laughs> so that, that is one goal I'm going into. But yeah, you, it's amazing all the uh, content that you help create. You, how many, you must have like dozens and dozens of clients. You're banging down your door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have dozens and dozens because I can't manage dozens and dozens, (laughs) but I do have, you know, I have clients that come to me for half day trainings and then I have one-on-one clients. So I have very few one-on-one clients because of how much energy I and time I put into them. Um, So I want to make sure that they have the best, but yeah, I've got, you know, a handful, a handful of really awesome people who, I enjoy working with because the best part of doing that, I, 
unfortunately, I'm obviously not going to name names, but I've worked with people that have not vibed well. Like it's oh, yeah. just a pain to work with them. And then because of that relationship, you know, it's harder for them to implement everything that they've been coached on. Mm-hmm. And so the outcomes are a little bit subpar, but thankfully everybody that I work with now is like a rock star. It's a five. And I think that's come from some inner work as well, because what, what I put out from the inside is what I get back. So that's, that's so true. Like when you, when you first start, you're like, I have to take anybody as my client because I need to make money. And you're, you're stressing about the money. But once you realize like, no, the money's going to come because I'm that damn good. I'm going to pick and choose who I work with. And I, it's, it's something that I'm slowly learning. Unfortunately, I jumped in with a client that it's a bit more work than I anticipated, but it's, it's, it's a learning experience. It's, it's nothing more, you know, like you had those clients you didn't gel with, you didn't vibe well with, and, but now you're getting clients, rockstar clients, five-star clients all the time. So and mm-hmm. you're, you're happy, which is the biggest thing. You're happy. You, I bet you wake up going, ah, another day of work. Whereas I go, fuck, another day of work. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, the crazy thing is I would say, yes, a ma- the majority of days I do wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm really grateful. And I make it a point to start my days with gratitude um, because of that reason, because on some days I'll wake up and I'll be like, ugh. Like, I don't feel good. I don't want to. I'm stressed out, blah, 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 like excuses. And I find out that I'm being very reactive to my days instead of being proactive and being like, okay, woman up, do what you need to do and get your emotional thinking under control. Like, here we go. Start thinking about things that you're really grateful for and all of the amazing things that you have. And because of that, it makes the day a lot better. But it is crazy because... You know, even though a lot of us have it really, really good, we wake up and we're like, oh, I don't want to do it. And it's so true. And we all fall into it. And there will never be a day, you know, that ne- that will never end. There's always going to be some days where that happens. Um, but having the ability to say, okay, well, what am I going to do about it then? Yeah, it's I, I uh, me and my therapist, we found uh, the minimal, I call it the minimal happiness. What is the one thing or the smallest amount that brings you joy? And for me, it's looking at my nephew. My nephew is, oh, I love him to death. So, and he's, he just, he's two years old. He's a, runs around like crazy. So for me, when I see him, I have a picture of him. I look at him, the world is perfect. And then I just start building off out there. So no matter what you, like you said, woman up, make the day yours. For me, find that middle, find that little happiness and then just build from there. Mm-hmm. I love wow. that. That's so cute. Yeah. It's adorable. All right. So Haley, we're coming to the end of it. I'm going to give you the chance. You're going to got five minutes up to five minutes. You don't have to take the full five minutes. Um, and you get to pretty much sell yourself. Go wow. ahead. Wow. I've got the stage running away with the podcast now. Uh, Please gosh, don't. You it costs me a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, could you imagine if I just started talking about like fun animals that I like? No. Um, Man, yeah, I'm not going to take up the full five minutes. I I just want to put out that if you are a creator, if you are a marketer, if you are somebody who's mission driven that wants to get their message seen by the right eyes and the right ears, I 
am a firm believer that I could probably help you get there. Um, but just to make sure, like, have a conversation with me. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find a ton of content that I put out on there that has advice and tips on how to at least get started and some of the ins and outs of content marketing and creative thinking. So you can find me under Haley Kalani. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E-K-A-L-A-N-I. And on Instagram as well, but pretty much just have a conversation with me because I'm sure it will be fruitful in one way or another. If I'm not your gal, I'll point you in the direct in the right direction for something else. See, that's what's awesome. You're like, we may not work together. We may not be perfect, but I'm going to put you in touch with someone that will be perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Helping people grow because that's going to build your network. And then the person you work with was like, oh, I didn't work well with her, but she put me in touch with someone else. But I know Johnny over here will work well with her cindy or whoever so you you don't sour the relationship you keep that relationship fresh and that's amazing that's that's an awesome part yeah i'm a really big fan of win-win relationships i don't see why it could be any other way yes i'm all about the win-win i only care like if you win i win like you coming on my get coming on as a guest here is great for me because you have a great audience and you know content creation and that so you'll probably you'll tell your clients and like, Hey, if you want to hear about my stuff, listen to this, but I'm going to pimp out you. So it helps you because you have this free 30 second, you know, five minute at the end of it. Plus you have this whole hour long podcast where it's us talking and people getting to know, and they'll be like, well, I already heard her talk. I like how she talks. Now it's time for her to see if she likes me. And so Mm -hmm. they'll reach out to you and boom, it's win, win. Everybody wins. That's what I love about podcasting. Everybody's a winner. (laughs) All right. Haley, I want to thank you again for being a guest on my show. It was amazing talking with you. And I am going to tell you, we're going to work together. We're working together in a, in, within a year. Within a yes. year, we're going to work together. Um, I, I'm manifesting that now. I believe that it will happen. It will happen. I set my destination. I'm on the road. So I want to thank you again. Um, to my listeners, reach out to her if you enjoyed it. She deserves it. She's awesome. I only have awesome people on here. I have five stars. Five stars only. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Phil Better. She's Haley. This is Invest in Yourself. Go invest in yourself. And uh, see you guys later. Bye. Thank you. Guys, I had so much fun talking with Haley. And listening back to this episode, it's just revigorating to see how I can use my content. And hopefully you guys feel the same way. And you guys will take a lot away from this. So, I only have one small thing to ask you guys because you are amazing fans of the show. I'm asking you just again, if you know someone who is a content creator that can use some help, share this episode with them because I promise you, they will thank you. And with that being said, guys, I have great news. Um, I finished the book. It's starting to be, it's already been sent to Lloyd. Uh, If you don't know who Lloyd is, you'll hear him later on. He's reading it. He loves it. I've sent it to other people to edit, to make it more better. So it's coming along, and I'm so, so excited for you guys to read. If you want to get a copy, send me an email at book at philbetterinc.com, and I will send you the link once it goes live so that you guys can order it. Whether it's you're listening to this now as it's released or later on, send me that, send me an email and I'll guarantee you, uh, you 
get the link to the book. I thank you again for listening and remember to invest in yourself.